Hi everyone, it is Unleashed, the Game Changers, and I'm Paola Diana. Our guest today is Claudia Doval. She's an incredible Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champion, three times world champion in the other category, and also three times world champion in the master category. Welcome, Claudia, to Unleashed. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you are in London. And so I caught you immediately and I said, come yeah. here, please. <laughs> yes, it was a pleasure. <laughs> I know, so I know. I know you travel around the world constantly. Yes. You are actually the first one in the rankings. So tell me, how could it be to be the first one? I mean, how do you feel? So actually, like the first one in the ranking doesn't mean you're the best. It just means you have more points because uh, with the federation, the IBJJF, like just however many tournaments uh, you make, you get the points. But obviously, you need to win <laughs> to get the points, not just like yeah. going there. So like uh, I have a lot of points because I attend a lot of tournaments. I managed to win. <laughs> A few of With them. With omoplatas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I have more points than anybody else. Yeah, so. no, no. I, I know you're very humble, <laughs> and, but you are definitely one of the best in the world. Let's say that. Uh, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Everyone looks at you as a role model, especially young girls, you know, who are tr starting with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now. And I love that. I love that especially because uh, you weren't always a world champion, of course. You yes. Know? <laughs> so you became a world champion. But before, when you were in school, you told me that you were actually even bullied for some time. Can you tell us more about this period of your life? Yeah, so as I was growing up, so in mm. school, I didn't really have a lots of friends. And um, I was bullied, but not the way you see in the movies where, you know, like they slap your books down or, you know, like they beat yeah. you up. Like, not, not like that. It was more like they were really mean. So, like, I was considered one of the most ugly girls ever in the universe for then. I can't believe that because <laughs> you're so gorgeous. Thank <laughs> like, you. <laughs> yeah, but this is insane. But anyways, like, I think like it's up like you're you have the right to don't to think that a person is not attractive. I think you have this right. So like if they have that, like if they have their thinking, that's not their fault. Like, I don't think you're pretty. It's okay, but I think when you voice that and you say that, yeah. it, it becomes mean because like they were really mean to me. Like they would uh, sometimes, you know, say jokes like aloud in the middle of class, something like, uh, oh, I would like to get all the girls in my house, all except Claudia. Wow. No, they would say that out loud. So they would walk past me and like, oh, you're ugly, you're fat. And so, so like they were really mean. And it got to a point where like, so the men were mean to me and the women, I believe, because they did not want to sing uncool, they didn't want to be my friends. That's so bad. So they, they weren't even defending you. They were actually on the oh, side yeah, of so the they, boys. They, and they would exclude me from like all their little events. And um, so like in Brazil, it's it's very big to have like the 15 year old party for girls. So like like in the U.S., they have the Sweet 16. They had the Quinceanera and yeah. and in Brazil is 15 years old. They have like the big ball. The girls, they have the dresses and everything. And uh, I remember one uh, one of the girls, they had she had a birthday like that. And she invited the whole class except me and another friend. 
So this other friend, like she was my only friend and I was her only friend because we were both excluded from the class. So the people said we were ugly, we were uncool. So like, That's so sad. But every day they were bullying you like this? I re oh yeah, I remember there was this one time they were, you know, uh, making a list of the girls and like everybody was grading them by how pretty they were. Yeah. It was from zero to a hundred and like most of the boys, they were giving me minus a hundred. They had, you this know. is unbelievable. But anyway, this bullying it also uh, had an effect on your mental health, right? Obviously, that makes you very upset. And like you, because I would look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, I'm not that ugly. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't think I was ugly, but in my mind, people believed that I was. But I would walk on the street, somebody would look at me like, oh, they think I'm ugly. Because so that was my view of the world is like, people think I'm, I'm ugly. So like I had this, you know, this feeling like um, I knew nobody wanted to, to be my friend. So like I was very lonely. So those were things that, you know, they, they, they eat you up inside. So like that, yes. you know, as I was growing up, like it was very, very sad, like not, you know, having friends and like feeling that everybody's going to be mean to you. So like you, you can't like, talk to anybody and like you walk around thinking like oh they're thinking mean things of me oh that's terrible so your self-confidence yeah. was quite low yes yes so, so like for mm. for a, a very long time after that period was mm. over I was still like oh, I felt really bad so I remember I would buy clothes and I was always like I want the biggest one you have because in my mind oh, I, no. I was still like the largest side and like so it was also some kind of fat shaming they, yes, they were against but you. But actually, like, I wasn't that fat. I know, because I saw the pictures. In yeah, fact. so, like, there was a time mm. where I even, like, got to be, like, a little bit fat. But when I was in high school or, or mm. school, like, I wasn't that fat. Mm. But, but anyway, it would have been horrible even if you were, you know, like, very yeah. fat. Because we can't, uh, you know, be mean with them only because of their weight. Uh, who cares? Yeah, you know? so the thing is, it like, shouldn't be I was the chosen one. Because in my, uh, like... Mm. I wasn't that ugly, I wasn't that fat, but like they chose me, like she's the one we're going to make fun of her. Why so, do you think they chose you? I don't know, I don't know, I, I guess like I grew up like a little bit awkward, so like I didn't really have, like I didn't know how to be cool or pretty, like a lot of girls like at my age at that time, they were already like doing their hairs, like doing makeup, I didn't know how to do any, any of that, like um, my mom, like, she, she didn't teach me how to do that stuff because my, my mom, she was a little bit older when she had me. So, like, I, I don't think, like, in her mind, like, that's something you should teach mm. her. And not that it's necessary, but anyway, like, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, cool, like, then. I, I wouldn't, like, I, I didn't dress, like, all nice and stuff. So, I don't know, like, it just happened that somehow they chose me like uh, that's yeah, but also you know these bullies they, they have problems themselves i think they just you know want to find the victim to just throw upon her yeah a know, lot of them like their they insecurities have... and uh, horrible thoughts yeah their own problems mm -hmm. and they just yeah. want to throw it on other people but now i mean these bullies they know that you're a world champion and what's happening now i mean do they congratulate you Oh, yeah, so, like, uh, a few a few of them, like, they, they actually, like, sent me messages, like, congratulations on all your success and everything. So, like, they, they haven't, they didn't, like, try, like, oh, let's pretend to be best friends. Like, I, I mean, at least they know mm -hmm. that yeah. they were. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't know if they know that they were, like, mean, but um, 
they know that we're not like best friends so like they didn't well, you should tell them and I, I think they should actually listen to this interview and think about what they did you know because it's so bad to bully other people and it's such a horrible horrible thing that ha it's happening all over the world not only in brazil yeah i mm. think like for kids is it's harder mm. for them to understand how much they can hurt but that's why the parents person. and the teachers yeah. and the professor should step in and should yeah, yeah, explain sure. to them that it's something really really bad because i i remember mm. for sure like as i started growing up i started having more and more empathy on people it's like I, i was never like mean to the point of like bullying people especially you know like going right to their face and say something mean yeah. But um, I, I still like I evolved a lot like as a human being and I started like understanding more like how people feel. And I think for kids like they don't they don't care. They don't they don't know. Like mm. you see a lot of the Internet people, you know, writing mean comments like I see it all the time, like e either like an actress, like each introduced. there's a lot like so they don't like a person. So like they, they write mean things about a person and like that. That's really bad because they don't like. They don't stop and think like, okay, what if it was me? Yeah. What if it was my sister? What if it was my mom? How would mm. I feel about it then? Should I like when they write a mean comment, and because they know that the person's gonna see it, like, what is going like? Is like it's something like, do I need to say this? Is like, how would I feel mm. reading it myself? Unfortunately, I don't even think they ask themselves this. Yeah, because there's yeah. a lot of mean people, and I, I think like they don't like i wish like something bad happened to them just so they you know like they could understand they could learn. understand like because uh, it's through suffering that you yeah, also so understand for example sometimes mm. they say something like oh this person is very fat it's like well what what about what if you were fat like yeah, it's, it's it's not something like it's not your problem you know it, who cares it's like okay the, the, he's fat but did he hurt you did he hurt anybody like he It's like, uh, I think like l the whole world lacks a lot of empathy and I wish like people could feel it in their, like happening to mm. them before, you know, like hurting other people. You're so true. I love this word. Yeah. You know, and uh, we have this in common because I, I strongly believe that mm -hmm. uh, we lack empathy. And that's why I think we need more women, you know, everywhere at the top in the world, because I think women, they have more compassion in general and uh, more empathy, even though not all of them, of course. But usually it's something that we, we came to earlier. Yeah, I think women uh, suffered a lot in the whole world. They still do. There's a lot of like prejudice. There's a lot of sexism. So like women have gone through a lot. So I think like they understand. I think in general, like people who have been through like bad times, yeah, they sure. understand. So like I, I, I've been through this. Like, yeah, I, I've had people being mean to me and saying bad things about me. So I know like I felt it. So like that's not something I would do with another person yeah. because I know how he feels. Like I wouldn't, you know, write a mean comment about somebody knowing they're gonna read it and know they're gonna feel sure, bad. Sure. So like I think everybody who's been through a hard time they understand better yeah. what it's like.
But the beauty of your story is that uh, from being a, a victim of this uh, bullying, you became a warrior. So completely opposite <laughs> of yes. a victim. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because now, let's say the truth. I, I don't know if everyone who is listening to, to us now knows what is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu means that you know how to choke one person. You know how to maybe, <laughs> you know, break one arm or one foot. So you definitely are someone uh, not to <laughs> joke too much. You know, <laughs> with or to, you know, they have to be careful now if they want to bully you let's say that yeah no i think like um yeah so to tell me more about you know how brazilian jiu-jitsu changed your life so like uh, like i said well you you go from being bullied and people calling you mean names so you grow up thinking you're not worthy of other people's you know love and admiration That's and right, attention so. so like um i finished high school i was 16 yeah so like for a, a good five, 10 years after that, I still like, you know, I still felt like really bad. And I would walk on the street, you know, feeling bad. If somebody would look at me, I was like, oh, they're probably, you know, thinking something bad of mm -hmm. me. But after I started training, so first of all, like I, my body changed so much because like I used to have no muscle at all. So it was all fat <laughs> because you and weren't really training when you yeah, were no, in I, your I, I didn't do anything teenage. at all okay. so like nothing so like um i got you know in a much better okay. shape uh, so my body started taking shape i started looking better you know like when you lose weight like your face gets yeah back. and and I, I just felt better because also like i made lots of friends at um you know because i started actually with judo and and the, the three yeah. years three and a half and then I, but in judo already i already had some friends so like i had friends who you know liked me so i felt i, I started gaining confidence so like uh, after you know yeah. doing martial arts you start competing and then you're good at what you do then you have people admiring it's like oh wow you're so good at this and especially after with jiu-jitsu as i started like competing and you know having good results and everything and you have people coming up to you like People you've never seen in your life, like you're, I don't remember the first time that a person walked over to me and asked for a picture. I don't remember, but um, well, I. But I now it's happening every time. Yeah, I, I don't want to. You know, I was gonna say I don't. I don't want to sing uh, sing like that. I'm saying. Like, no, but, don't worry. But Tell that's the something truth. <laughs> that I I feel like it's normal now. Like people come up to me asking for a picture. It's natural. And I'm like, yeah, because that's something that like I. I'm not going to say that I expect, but like, I know it's normal. Like I go to a tournament, people come up to me asking for it. So that's something like completely opposite. I would walk on the street thinking like those people are thinking something mean about wow. me too. Walking into a tournament and like sometimes I see people looking at me and it's like, I think they want a picture, but they're shy. So like it's completely like it's a completely like change. Yeah, so like even when I walk on the street and there it's not jujitsu people, I still walk with a little bit more confidence. And when somebody look at me, like I probably think he likes me instead of like oh I probably think they're thinking something. I mean, so like completely yeah. changed. And also nice self-esteem sure. like you feel so much better now <laughs> yeah. it's amazing and also you feel stronger you know so yeah, i think you feel yeah. also less you know maybe in danger if you're walking alone in the street uh that's a different thing because uh, you never know what what you expect you know when you're walking sure. in the street so if somebody is unarmed and untrained i know a hundred percent they can take like Good. whoever it is no matter Good. how big 
if they are untrained because obviously if it's somebody who's also trained then it's yeah, different yeah, yeah. but if it's somebody untrained and unarmed i'm 100 sure i know i can i can yeah. take him but um nowadays you never know who has a knife who has a gun of course so but, but i think girls should learn Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah you know, because to feel i stronger. think like it's that thing it's better mm. knowing and not needing it than needing and not knowing what to do because like um well there's a lot of people it's a lot of guys who you know try to do something with girls that there are unarmed so mm. a, a girl who trains she knows enough like to leave him either unconscious or break one arm and then run and leave the place yeah. obviously if somebody approaches you with a gun it, it's another story so i think every woman on the planet should do some type of martial arts yeah uh, for me, jiu-jitsu is the best one. I love your words, Claudia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we share so much, you know, because this is my mission in life, seriously, to empower women and girls especially. Yeah. And I think martial arts and Brazilian jiu-jitsu specifically, it, it makes such an important and huge part in this empowerment of yes, women. Yes, for sure. Because also it's not only our minds, you know, our body is connected with our mind. So we need to do both. You know, we, do, we need to empower our body and our mind because they're yeah. connected you know as yeah, the latins <laughs> used to say you know man sana and corpore sano mm -hmm. and vice versa so it's very very important and also you know some women uh, sometimes they tell me oh i'm not in a good shape i'm not fit enough let me wait until i'm in a good shape and then i will start jiu-jitsu no That's it's the opposite the way around worst thing they can say i hear that so yeah. often i'm like you don't get in shape to start doing jiu-jitsu yeah. you get in shape by doing jiu-jitsu a lot of, exactly. i think like that's the worst thing like they say oh no i, I should yeah. start i should get in a better shape yeah. before it's like no it's just an excuse you know like you will never start yes never like start. no like yeah. you, you don't like when you start training that's when you get in shape you yeah. don't get in shape to start training exactly. so like yeah Exactly. A lot of people say that, and I'm like, no, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't wait. So our message for girls today is no excuses. Just yeah. start, just yeah. start now, just today. Just start, right, just Google the jiu-jitsu, like go to the nearest place from yeah. your house, and then like, I would like to try a class. But let's go back to what does it take to become a world champion? Because of course, you know, you said you won't become a world champion only training yeah, once, once per week. A week. <laughs> so tell me more. What does it take? Because people, they see the success, you know, they see the light, the glamour, the glitter, but they don't see all the sweat and the pain, you know, that there is, you know, behind that. Tell well, us more. So like what happened with Jiu-Jitsu? So like I said, it's addictive. So like I've been promising everybody, like you're going to start training, you, you're not want to do anything else. So with me, it was the same thing. So like I said, I started with Judo. I did like three and a half years of Judo and then I migrated to Jiu-Jitsu. And then like I just loved it so much. I just wanted to be there every single second training. So like when I started training, I didn't compete that much. Like I did like maybe two competitions in the white belt once in the blue belt but then i was training for like five years and you won the first competition so you yes lost. yes okay. I, I won <laughs> but like for five years i wasn't even competing and i was just like training but i just loved it so much i didn't even want to do anything else mm -hmm. and it was like it wasn't sacrificing for me to be there training it was like it was fun like i liked sure. it I liked being there so like I would wake up like I had 7 a.m. classes so I would be there every single second because 
it was something I loved and like I had friends like oh do you have to go to training today it's my birthday and I'm like well I'm not I don't miss it on my birthday so <laughs> why am I gonna miss it on your birthday so I, and I wouldn't miss training for like mm. a thing so like yeah so it wasn't really a sacrifice to a, a it wasn't a sacrifice because it was something that I liked but like I wouldn't go out like I wouldn't yeah. you know like lots of things that I wouldn't do because yeah, I just sure. wanted to be there and training and yeah like, so you yeah. weren't going out too, too much at night you weren't drinking you were having a healthy lifestyle and how many hours per day roughly you were training so like it would vary a lot because um actually like i was in school uh, for engineering for a little bit i ended up dropping out but uh, i would try and make my schedule to match like the free times for training so i would try to be training when i i would try like to you know, put the times when I was sure, not training yeah. time. So, but I was just there as much as possible. So anytime I wasn't in university, I was training. So every possible available hour. So even like 10 hours per day. Let's mm -hmm. say you were training roughly five hours per day. Four yeah, or five hours per like day. Yeah, something like this. Uh, unfortunately, like with university, there were some days where I could train only like two hours or something or an hour and a half. But like every available hour, the hours that I was not in university, I was training so that's real passion you were yes. passionate about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and you thought you were becoming a world champion you knew that or it just happened so the thing is like I always had the desire to be mm. a champion but like um, another thing is like I'm terrified of the competitions I know you told me <laughs> so like I like I said I competed uh, a little bit in the, in the very beginning then I didn't compete for a very long time so I had this desire in my heart to be a champion. I just didn't want to compete. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to be champion, but not compete. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> have both. You have to yeah. compete, yeah. So then finally you got a time where I was like, okay, so let, let me start right now. So like that's like, it got to mm -hmm. a, a time where like I decided to start competing again. And then like, um, as, uh, as I started competing again, I was like, oh, I, I think I can do this. So let, let me try it. And also you are now used to overcome your terror, let's say that, <laughs> your anxiety. Because uh, every time, even if you still feel anxiety, you just step on the mat yes. and you go. So I got a little bit like uh, obsessed with competition. So I just started signing up for all of them. All over the world also. Yeah, so yeah. like I, I've been to so many tournaments, but every time I get there, I'm still terrified. I get there and I want to come back home. But uh, as soon as it's over, I'm like, okay, let's sign up for the next one. So, so like, I keep signing up for tournaments, but I'm still like very nervous every time <laughs> I get there. No, I really appreciate that you share with us this because it makes you more, you know, real. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, other champions, maybe they feel the same, but they don't disclose it. So you still feel it. But eventually in the future, you think uh, it will fall out of this anxiety or not? I think it never goes away. Mm. I think you keep having it for eternity because I think like as long as you're doing something that matters to you, you're going to be nervous about it. So let's say if I was you know, uh, at finals of Worlds in chess, I, I wouldn't be that nervous because like, I don't care about chess. Like, I don't, I'm not saying chess is a bad thing. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure. bad mouthing chess. I'm just, it's not something that I sure. yeah. care about. But like jiu-jitsu is something that I care about a lot. So obviously if I'm competing at jiu-jitsu, it's, it's going to 
you know, make my heart beat a little bit harder. I know, I know, I know. But as I told you, I think you should definitely watch the episode with Roger Gracie. Yes, yes. Because he speaks uh, a lot about his mindset, especially and, before the fights. And I think eventually it could help you to yeah. overcome your anxiety. And what about uh, your, I mean, opponents? I know that unfortunately in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, especially in Nugi, but of course then the opponents and the competitors are all the same, there is this uh, high use of steroids because everyone knows, let's say that, that many people, uh, men and I guess also women, I don't know, you will tell me, unfortunately use steroids uh, and I would like to understand from you a little bit better how it works because I know one of your uh, ex-boyfriends knew a yeah. lot about this topic yeah so the thing like about steroids is like i can't say for a fact like uh that i know that you know i, I can't give you a name like this person using because i've seen it because i haven't but obviously there's th those people that you look at then you look at their body and you're like that's not natural a lot of people they get very big very fast like you see some people that you know they grow like 20 kilos in like a year and you're yeah, like 20 kilos of muscle <laughs> no fat year, at all like, yeah. I'm, I'm no doctor i'm I, yeah. I know nothing about it but i don't i don't think that's very natural but i i haven't seen anybody personally using so i can't say well, i know for a fact yeah this. but tell me what your uh, ex-boyfriend who unfortunately passed yes. away uh, used to do and used to tell you yeah so mm -hmm. i had a very short relationship mm -hmm. with uh this guy it was in 2014 and uh, he used to work with steroids. Um, so this was his job. He yes. was using steroids for himself and he was uh, yeah. passing steroids to other athletes. Yeah, so like he used a lot himself, mm -hmm. like uh, a lot, a lot. He abused steroids. How and, old was he? Uh, I think he was 36, maybe. Yeah, he was like, I think was nine, ten years older than me. I was 26. And when, when did he start using steroids? Do you know? Uh, I don't remember exactly when, but like, I think he had been using it for a little bit. But uh, our relationship was very, very short because uh, he was crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> but he, definitely, yeah. I, I'm not really interested in the romantic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but I um, want to understand how, how his job was. Yeah, you know? but like, so I met him and I know that mm. he used to work, you know, with uh, athletes. And in the, in the beginning, I didn't know exactly what he was doing. Mm. But then later I started understanding that he was actually, you know, because he was taking stuff himself and I didn't know what it was. And then later I understood it was steroids. And then like, so I would uh, go with him to some, you know, of the jobs, you know, mm -hmm. I would go uh, play. So and then I saw, you know, he, there was some jujitsu people that I knew that he was, you know, working with. And um, he, he used to work with like some, there was this kid, he was in high school and uh, he was playing baseball for high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he was 16 at the time, this kid. And you know, he, I know he was, you know, That's dealing the steroids for, mm -hmm. for this kid. And, um, and the thing with the steroids, so like what I, a, the little bit that I learned when I was with him mm -hmm. is that, um, some steroids that don't stay on your system for very long. The, you can use it and then two months later you're gone. You can do every type of you know, exam you want mm. and it's not going to be there. 
So like, um, because I would, you know, hear him on the phone is like, okay, you have to stop taking on this day because uh, he's going to be tested on this day. So like, you need to have stopped so taking it. That's why these. these athletes can get along with that. Yes. Because the Uzada only tests them certain days, you know? Yes. So after the tournaments. So that's the thing. Uzada only tests athletes at Worlds and only the winner. So like, you know when you're getting tested. So it's very, very easy to avoid. Know, uh, to avoid. So like you can you. start, you know, you can start doing cycles. Uh, like you can do like two, three cycles of like one, two months each and then stop taking like two months before. So like there's a lots of way around it. So I don't think Zada does a very good job of preventing yeah, So they steroids. should change. If they yes. really want to create a clean environment, you know, and a fair also environment, because let's say it's loud and clear, uh, mm. Claudia, I mean, taking steroids is like cheating, you know? Yes. Because it's not natural. It's, I mean, they're it's drugs. Not, it's not natural. So if you're it allows with, uh, you to train longer. Yeah. It heals your... And obviously you get stronger. So like, yeah. uh, I think they should test then at least like four times a year. Yeah, even more, seriously. Also, you are a coward, sorry. I mean, for me, if you want to be a champion, you should have the mindset of a warrior, you know? Just yeah. go for it and give the best that you have on the mat, and that's it, you know? If you don't have anything more, just leave it. But why giving us steroids, you know? The steroids, you know, effect, the steroids win. Who cares about that, you know? Yeah, Who cares? I think they should do, like, a much better job. They should, yeah. like, uh, test, like, at least, like, uh, the whole, you know, like, you, 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 I think they should test the whole podium. Yeah. Uh, and they should do it like, uh, so you were champion here. So they should keep testing then. Of course. Until yeah. the next Absolutely. Worlds. Yeah. And then like, uh, because um, let's say they want to fight. So like if they were using it before, they're going to use it again. So do you of just course. keep testing then? And also doing that, Uzada would not only clean up, you know, the industry, uh, in this case, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but uh, all over, you know, other sports, but also will help these athletes. They should look out for those, you know, they're, mm. you know, playing fair. Sure. So it's not, it's not, you know, because they separate people by weight category. They separate yeah. them by So they should belt. separate them by steroids. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. separate them, obviously, male yeah. and female. Yeah. So like, and then you have another factor in the line. So like, how is that fair? Yeah, it's true, it's true. No, but before when I was talking about the health, you actually know one of the effects because uh, this boyfriend of yours, uh, you, you, we were talking about, you know, because I, I heard that men, they can't really have a sexual life if they take too much steroids. And you actually agree with me. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that was like... Uh, he had a problem. Like, yeah. he, he was abusing it. So like, uh, I, I saw it, like I saw it happening. Like there was some days that he were taking like seven different kinds of steroids in one day. He Injection, he would take injections, yeah. he would take pills, he would take mm. liquids, like in one day, like lots of them. And mm. on and he if you stopped taking it for three days, like it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Like he had no erection. Yes. So like um, but he was abusing mm. it. Also they can't have children. He's, he told you exactly, right? Yeah, that he, he actually told me that mm. uh, when you use a lot of steroids, I think for male and female, um, it affects your sperm production so like mm. you can't i don't know like if only when you're taking or for the rest of your life i don't know exactly but i know that you mm. can't have children but i guess like if you're abusing it then it 
should come to a point where it's gonna affect you like for the rest of your life and yeah. you can't it's so sad have children yeah it's really so sad and and it makes them like more aggressive too also like, yeah they makes them like yeah. it messes with their so he was also violent with you this but week? i think he was already even before swords because yeah. i think he already had some sort of Unbalanced. issue yeah yeah he, he wasn't yeah he was unbalanced and i think the steroids just made it worse but like sure. let's say even if you're a normal person mm. it, it can you know like make you aggressive I, i've heard i've heard about it i read about it like it makes you aggressive that's horrible yeah so really i hope uh, someone from Huzada is listening to us <laughs> yeah i hope like because I, something i know it's expensive mm. you know getting yeah, those but tests done but i think like it's mm. something you should invest Sure. you know to to make it you know like fair like for for other people absolutely i agree with you 100 <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about uh, your fights i know that the omoplata is uh, the best <laughs> submission <Yes>. for you <laughs> you I like to omoplata it. everyone <laughs> can you explain to us especially to someone who doesn't really understand jiu-jitsu very well what is an omoplata <laughs> So like, um, you know, the bone, the scapula, yeah. I think like, I think in Brazil, it still is called an, the omoplata. So like the omoplata is, um, is a technique that you use your legs to trap this arm. So the person has the arm, you yeah. know, and the legs are trapped. Or you can see here in my shirt, that's a picture of me <laughs> become an doing an omoplata <laughs> on somebody. So you can see that my legs are yeah. trapping yeah. her arm right here so like you have a person like this and then your legs are trapping the arm and the idea is like you you force them to the floor and as you start coming up you start twisting it's very painful yeah, yeah. so like it you stresses the shoulder it comes to a point where you have to give up yeah. the fight because yeah. otherwise it's just gonna blow your whole yeah. your whole shoulder out wow Yeah, so this is your favorite one, right? Yes, it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that she, you have your, all your strategies in order to <laughs> always find your way to do a normal plata. <laughs> I guess it just get, got natural to the body, like my body just finds it. Just like <laughs> it's muscle memory. Yes. Normal plata <laughs> muscle memory. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so that's my favorite technique. <laughs> When I, I tell every gym, like, you should have a female-only class, And they're like, we don't have enough females for that. It's like, it's because you don't have a female-only class. Yeah. Like, uh, if you have it, they uh, will come. more women will feel more comfortable to start. Because a lot of women, they don't want to start training with a bunch of men. So we hope that everyone who is listening to us will yes, sign the petition. Yes, we'll sign up and then, like... Uh, help us uh, there's still a lot wrong with like the equality between male and female but i think slowly we can get there like if we address every um problem like directly we can solve them little by little and then eventually get sure. everything equal exactly and it's step by step You yeah, know, and it's also I think uh, it's on us, you know, upon women to tell, uh, you know, the federation what's wrong in our opinion. Because of course maybe they don't know because they don't feel this, you know, pressure. They don't feel our insecurities. Mm-hmm. They don't understand, uh, you know, what is uh, eventually, you know, taking us back. And, yes. Uh, so we actually are doing this for the love of jujitsu. So let's hope we will have this new category. Yes, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> we, I'm really we can get their attention. Yeah. <laughs> 
I know that you were competing with the school where you started, uh, Training Jiu-Jitsu, the De La yeah. Riva, correct? And now you changed almost one year ago or two years and ago? No, even less. I, oh. I changed last September. Okay, so this is a huge thing for a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu fighter and competitor, especially for a world champion. Yes. Can you tell us more about why you really changed? Okay, so I can tell you like um, what happened, like the, like you say, like there's lots of things that happened, but I can I can tell you like the outside yes. of what happened. So like uh, when you're an athlete, so you need some things. So you, obviously you need support from your coach. Like you see every athlete that goes out there fighting, they're never alone. Sure. They need, you know, guidance. They need a coach. They need uh, not just somebody that's going to teach them class and they're like, okay, go do it. Someone to support you psychologically. Yeah, so you need somebody, not psychologically, but also technically, because sometimes you're doing something and they're like, oh, that's wrong. Like, do this or this differently. So that's something that I never had. So your professor never coached you during No. So, like, he he would teach the classes for me and everybody else equally. Mm -hmm. But I never had support at the tournaments. So who was coaching you? Nobody. Nobody. I I, I obviously had friends, uh, you know, that... They would see me at the tournament, like, do you need some help? I can, you know, be... That's incredible, Claudia. So I never had, you know, a coach during Mm. any of my competitions. Not even the world champion final. Nothing. No no messages, no nothing. This is unbelievable. No words of, like, either congratulations or good luck. Like, nothing. I never had anything. And, uh, but that's not just me, my coach, he, or my professor, he n- never did that for anybody, which is, I, I, I think like, um, that's your choice. Like you, you have your own life. You choose to this just. This is really bad for a coach. Sorry. No, but <laughs> it's not that this is your choice. It's just really bad. Yeah. In so general. like, I think like if you don't want to, mm. you know, follow your students in competition, mm. that's your choice. But I think. If you're a high-level athlete, that's something that you need. Sure. Because I go to the tournaments, I see everybody with their coaches, I see how much they, you know, they, um, you know, they say how it, how much of a difference it makes. It like, matters. How it makes yeah. you feel inside. Sure. So, like, the, my first time at Worlds, because usually, like, you've been to the tournament, so yeah. you know how it's all the competition areas, and the coaches are on the outside, they're not allowed in. Yeah. At World Championship, you're allowed to have your coach right there on yeah. your corner, uh, on, on the finals and semifinals. Yeah. So, like my first year at Worlds, of all of all the athletes competing the finals at Black Belt, I was the only one who didn't have anybody on my corner. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So second year at Worlds. I understand why you have anxiety. Sorry, Claudia, mm-hmm. because no one ever helped you. You did all by yourself. Yeah. No. Obviously, like had I had friends helping me out here and there. Sure. But uh, it's so not the like same. for example, first time at Worlds, I didn't have a co- uh, corner. Second year, I had one of my very good friends. Like he's actually an athlete, and he was about to fight his own final. I went there and I begged him, oh, please, please do it, and. Uh, he was there in my corner like I, I didn't even 
listen to what word can, he can said. We can we name him? Yes, uh, Muhammad Ali. He's a great yeah. athlete. You probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Know him, yeah. He's one of my very good friends, and he was about to fight his own so final. So he made the difference for you. He to, was there, to know. but just having him there, I didn't hear a thing he said. But just having him there, you know, like gave sure. me an extra strength sure. to you know complete the fight. Third, third year at Worlds, I had one of my friends also stay there in my corner. You know, just having him walk there with me, hug me before I, I go yeah. in, just having somebody in there, it gives you, like, a, a, you know, a light inside. I have one of my very good friends. His name is Elvesio Pena. He's, um, so he always comes for Europeans in, in Lisbon. He's always in my corner. So like um, he, he's from my old school mm -hmm. and uh, he's always been there for me, but because he wanted. So it makes uh, such a difference, you know, having somebody yes, on your corner absolutely, 100%. in there with you. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Like I never had this kind of support. Yeah. Uh, second thing is, well, like as an athlete, like you don't eat gold medals. You need to yeah. make money. Yeah. So... I have a sponsor, a geese sponsored Okami. They are in Germany. Um, beautiful geese, amazing. <laughs> I want one. <laughs> <coughs> they are great. So like, uh, not only the geese are amazing and everything, but they're uh, helping me financially. Sure. So like, um, my this old gym that I was, they starting to have a uniform policy. And then I explain then my side. I'm like, oh, okay, so I have a sponsor. They're helping me out financially. I can wear, you know, your symbol on my scooter, the La Riva symbol. I can wear it, but um, I have to wear my sponsor's gi. And uh, it was just met as in, no, like, I, you can't use your gi. So you see, it was a thing like him letting me wear my gi would cost him zero. Sure. But me, you know, not using my gear would cost me Absolutely. my sponsorship. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like I was, you know, not allowed yeah. to wear my sponsor's gear. And um, the other thing is like, uh, obviously, like um, jujitsu, you have to, um, you have your school, you need money, you know, from your students. But um, you also need to advertising for your school, and I think as an athlete, sure. you do advertising for your school. Of course, so you are. So like, such a I think like both of them like works for the other things. So like, I think having me as an athlete should like. There's a lot of the schools that actually pay the athletes. So what happened in my mm. school is that they st started charging me for training. Wow. which I think that not not saying that oh I'm amazing I won three world champions I'm mm. it's not it's not because I won it's like it's because like I travel the whole world competing and I'm competing for your school I'm sure. taking yeah. your name all over you're the brand ambassador of the school the world sure. and uh and then and I'm almost not even there i'm barely ever there and like you're gonna charge me for the times that i'm there even though like i'm competing so that's something that upset me a yeah. little bit um so that's the outside yeah sorry but uh there was something that happened in the beginning of 2015 that is like a it's a very sensitive and i don't know how prepared 
I know it is. I know it is. To talk about it, like some of my friends know, it, it was something that happened that um, completely, you know, it destroyed a part of me because. Um, so the thing at my at my school, obviously, everybody has respect for for their professors, and in um, my school, actually, it's a little bit more than that. There's a certain adoration kind of like almost religious towards the you know the professor what's his name exactly de la hiva it's very famous yeah. in jiu-jitsu there's a certain adoration mm -hmm. to him because when you meet him like he's very humble even though like he's a such a high name you know like he's polite to people talks to people and um so you you go in a place and then you see everybody looking at him like this that affects you and then you start you kind of start you know, seeing yourself like this also. So like, um, I got in there and then I, I started, I was like, oh wow, this person is amazing. And, and you were very young when you started. No, not really that young. I started Jiu-Jitsu when I was 21. So like I was... It's okay, you were but, younger uh, than him for sure. Yes, yeah. but so like, I, I started like, you know, seeing like, was like, oh my God, yes, it's um, such a, an amazing person. And also, like, um, I looked at him as a dad figure. Uh, sure. So, making one thing clear, um, I have my father who I love so much, and I know he loves me, but the thing with my dad is, like, um, we don't have a lot of affection. Yeah. That's something that uh, used to be a problem for me, but nowadays, like, I understand completely who he is, and it's easy when you understand that that's how the person is. And I love him so much. It's just that we don't have like a lot of like connection, you know, mm -hmm. like um, like when we take pictures, he sometimes does this. I just think it's funny because like I love him and I know he loves me. He, he I swear, he does everything for me. He never let like anything be missing in mine, my sister and my brother's lives. Like he's always been there for me. We just never had this like connection. So I used to see him as a dad and I used to like to hug him. I, and you know, I, I love him as a dad. I was like, oh my God, he's such an amazing person. It's like, yeah. it's, oh my God. So like I saw him as like this, you know, God-like figure, also like a dad and also like a friend. So like I had everything as like one. Sure. But so, eventually. Yeah. So like, um, as I was like going like that and I had this and I remember when I got my brown belt in 2014 um, he actually said like oh there are um, there's this person she's like a daughter to me so I was like oh I'm not I'm not crazy I'm actually his daughter like he and you were happy about that yeah so. I was like because I always I always you know knew in my head like he has a son I used to call him oh that's my brother like I would joke with him oh that's my brother oh like that's so so like I always had this you know image like of how you know like amazing uh, you know he is like he was my dad he was amazing he was my friend he was like this I had him like so high up in a pedestal like I would remember, like, um, I used to think, like, this. somebody would come up to me, like, would you die for him? Yes. Right away, would you, I would die. Like, wow. if, if somebody, you know, pointed a gun at me, like, like oh, either you die or he, I'll, I'll die. I had him in a pedestal, and, and that's, like, that's a lesson I learned from life, is, like, never put people never. on pedestals never. anymore. And so, like, 2014, mm -hmm. that's when uh, 
I got my brown belt and then well something like you know that you know really messed me up happened in 2015 and so I told you the story yesterday but it's actually way worse than that way worse it's way worse than that and um I don't know how you have to talk about that prepared I am to talk about that it's very so okay 2014 was a very hard year for me because remember the boyfriend yeah it that was 2014 so like he was abusive he was very very abusive I, I I think he was a psychopath not like I'm gonna kill somebody psychopath but I'm gonna torture you psychological yeah. psychopath so like it only lasted four months because he was crazy and then so like I escaped from him uh that was yeah 2014 so like um I escaped him sometime around June I think yeah so after you end a relationship with somebody abusive you know that really messes you up course, inside because yeah. you only accept being in an abusive relationship if you have you know problems inside so mm. I was very you know, needy with love. I because, like I said, my dad. He loves me so much. That's something I understand now. But he never had this, you know, loving relationship. My mom lived far, and like, um, like I said, I grew up without friends. So like, I needed that love and attention. So there was so much wrong with me inside. And then when I ended the relationship, I realized that it was so much wrong with me. And then I just started getting like. You know, I got really depressed. I got re depressed for a long time, realized, like, how did I put myself in a situation like this? You, like, you how, were blaming yourself. Yeah, I was like, how weak am mm. I to be in a situation like this? Yeah, but it was also the fault, come on, of, yes. of, the, of the guy. No, I mean, yes, yeah. obviously, but, like, yeah. I only accepted being in a situation like that because I was weak inside. So that's something that messed me up, like, was... Mm. Because he was very, very abusive. Like he wouldn't beat me, but he would abuse me. Yeah, sure. Like he, he would say that I was terrible. That he would find somebody better than me. Like all, all those kinds of stuff. Mm. So like that messed me up. And also another thing that I had, um, I had bulimia for a really long time, and um, I, I didn't know I, I had know. bulimia though because mm. I wouldn't show up. I would take laxatives. Yes. For, so for about five years, I was taking laxatives every day. So like, there is one in Brazil who is super strong. Usually you take one and that's enough. I was taking like seven, eight a day mm. just, just to function normally because I wasn't functioning normally mm. anymore. So after I also, mm. right after I broke up with him, I also like decided to come out of my bulimia because I didn't know it was a problem. Sure. So I decided to come out about it, stop taking it, getting my body to... So I was a mess inside. Yeah. And then by the end of 2014, that's when I got my, my brown belt. But I was still, you know, very messed up inside. And then the beginning in 2015, my cat got sick. Yeah. He was, he was bare, almost dying. I had to take him to the hospital. So I was really, I was really messed up. And my professor knew about that. So I was really, really weak inside. I was just a mess. So what happened was um, we were talking on the WhatsApp one day because like we talked like 
Yeah, it was true. like he was like, oh, he's my friend, he's my yeah. dad. Like we talk yeah. a lot. And then one of these days, he was like, uh, he sent me a message uh, saying like, oh, I'm going to your home so you can give me a massage. Um, so I was very naive. I was very naive towards him, and uh, mm. you can say I was stupid because I was uh, 20, I don't know, five or six at the time. I will never blame you, Claudia, seriously, you, you were never stupid, so, like, sorry. I, no. was, I was very naive because it never crossed my mind that I was a woman and he was a man, he was like, his dad's my dad, so mm. I was very naive. So like one day he sent me a message saying, I'm going over to your house so you can give me a massage. That was the first time like I was, well, that's, that's, that's strange. That's, yeah. That's, that's not, that's not right. That's, that's, sound that's I was like, I, but I, I panicked a little bit, but I was like, I was like, you know, trying to convince myself that it was okay. I'm like, well, he's, he's my dad. I mean, I mean, it's normal if your dad goes to your house mm. and has for a massage. I mean, it's, it's normal. But then I was like, I hope, I hope he's just kidding. Like I just, kept on with my life and then he sent a message oh I'm going there like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be there soon and I, you know I got a little you know upset but then I was like Are well you? it's yeah. it's it's fine it's my dad is coming over for a massage and it's fine that I kept telling myself that so it uh finally he got to my home like he went over he asked for a massage it was like my heart was like you know almost leaving my body but i was like it's it's gonna be over soon i hope he leaves and then the massage was over and then he was like okay it's it's my turn now and he never gave you a massage in his life before <laughs> no yeah. so like he was like oh it's it's my turn now so i, I was at that point on i didn't you understood I didn't know what to do with myself, like my, oh, you know, like there was something dying inside of me. I didn't know what to do. He, he started touching me. That's horrible. He took advantage of you. I didn't say no. I didn't stop him because. But it's not your fault, Claudia. It's not your fault. It shouldn't have done that. I, I was dying inside and I... I, I, I mean, I, I hate him so much because even though I didn't say no with my voice, I'm, I'm sure that my body language was saying no of because course, that was a statue. Of course. I was just petrified and like he kept going <laughs> he kept going the whole way i i blamed myself so much for this because i didn't say no with my voice so he, he, he abused you but i i don't know if i can call it abuse because i i wasn't able to say no but my body i was petrified i was dying inside i i i didn't know what you think it was like does he ever liked me as a student? Was he, he ever, is a married man? He's a married man, and I was like, didn't did he ever like me as his daughters? Like, that's that's a thing. Like, like I said, he charged me for training after. Like in the beginning, I wasn't charged for training because my uncle was one of the owners of the gym that he was 
so I was never charged for training. So I, I, in my mind, I was, I was thinking like, is that the price I, I have to pay for, for training? That's terrible. This man, they have to stop behaving like this. So like I was, I was dying inside. I was so, I was so upset. He kept going like he was enjoying himself. And I was, I was, I just, I was just hoping I would die. And then it was over. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do with my life. I was just like, so I was, I, I was like, uh, it, it was just, it was just like my life was like over. I didn't know what to do. I was like, can I leave the gym? Because in my mind I was, because I, my, my house was right in front of the gym. It's like, if I leave the gym, they're going to ask why I did, what do I say? Because everybody's going to say it's my fault because I didn't, you know, I didn't voice it. I didn't tell him mm -hmm. to stop. So like, is it my fault? Like, I, I couldn't tell anybody. It, it, it took me two years to tell the first person. Two years. Two years, because I, I kept thinking in my heart that it's... You were blaming yourself. It was my fault, so... Yeah. But it's not your fault, Claudia. It's not your fault. So, like, so that was over. And then that same day, he sent me a message, because I went to training that day, and I was just sitting there, like... What do I do with my life now? And he sent me a message saying, uh, I thought you looked weird. And then I explained, it was like, well, you're like a father to me. That's, that's not something I ever thought it would happen, especially because it happened out of nowhere. He never voiced any desire towards me. And then just out of nowhere, like, out of nowhere, it's just like, I think that's something you should have told me. It's something I should like, because if you're if you're there touching me, I don't think that's asking for permission. You should have told me before, because you know how I admire you, how I I hold you on such a high pedestal. So you should have discussed with me before. So he said, "Oh, you look weird," and I was like, "Well, yeah, because you're like a dad to me, and that's not something I wanted." So he actually invited me to talk about it. And then he was like, well, you know, because uh, you're always so, you know, like warming towards me. And I explained, it was like, well, it's because you were. Oh, my God. I, I thought you were always like. Always justify themselves. Yeah. I was because you were like a father to me. And then so like he, he voiced and he sent a message saying that he wanted to continue with it. And I said, no, no, no way. I. It, and also he was almost twice my age. And I was no, that's not something that I want, but that was not the end of the story. What happened? Um, he, you know, I, I, I was, I was hoping like to forget that that ever happened and like just carry on with life. <clears throat> but he tried to pursue it more. Like he tried to come over to my house more times. And he sometimes would say during training he would say stuff you know that only i would understand you know talking about what happened and i would get so mad because he knew how much i didn't want that and he would talk about it like how it was the most amazing thing for me and it wasn't and then like i actually have um something i remember i wrote on facebook and i put it on private that only i could see so it was like a diary I wrote something like that 
like that they say the time heals everything but yeah. that didn't work for me i know because like he kept you know saying and mentioning and i was just so mad like it, I, I i was so angry because like it, he would like mention it and i was like not only you did it you, you did something you destroyed you know a part of me and now you like you're mentioning it and talking about it like it's something cool and i, I that would just like just make me so angry like he would mention it you know during training with other people would hear but i don't think they understood what he was saying he, he was saying something like oh like I, i could do so much better for you you keep going out with this man and, and i was just like so so mad and then like for a few years like he not a few years maybe two years he kept mentioning it until i think it got to a point where he finally said like okay i'm gonna let go i'm not gonna pursue it anymore it got, i think it got to a point where he finally understood that it's like okay there's no future in this i've always been angry at myself for not being able to voice i know this is what uh, victims of abuse uh, suffer all the time but believe me claudia it's not your fault it's not your fault this is a, this is something normal uh, that happens to you know a victim you just petrify you, you you're terrified you freeze yeah, you, you I, can't talk you freeze you want to get out from your body this the psychiatrists they know this is something that happens this is unfortunately something that happens yeah so i i i blamed myself for a very long time and then like uh He got to a point where I think he understood that, okay, there's no point in this. But I think, I'm saying, he never said that to me, but I think he actually got offended and angry sure. at me because sure. I didn't... You, you weren't doing what he wanted. Yeah, I th that's like something I think, and I think that's why he was doing everything he could to push me out of the academy with sure. the no support, with not letting me wear my gi and not you know like yeah. charging i think he was actually trying to force me to leave the gym which is something that i should have done way earlier but like i said in the beginning i was like i wasn't even competing at the time but i was like okay i leave and i go to another place how am i going to explain this because the gym yeah. is right in front of my sure. house so how do i How do I explain myself leaving? I would have to tell people. Yeah. And if I tell them, like, they're always going to say, yeah, of course it was your fault. You were afraid of them blaming you. So I was, like, carrying on and trying to forget it ever happened. And then that's when I started competing. And then I think that's one of the reasons I started traveling so much, because I wouldn't have to be there. So, like, when I started competing, I started traveling more. So I was barely ever home, ever. And then, like, um, I finally got to the point, like, where I would barely ever see him. So I was just training there. And, like, but then he got to a point where I think, like, he pushed me away. But I think I, I probably, I definitely should have left way sooner. But I, my biggest fear was, like, explaining to people why I left. Because... Uh, a lot lots of people approached me asking me why I left and I only told the part of the story where he charged me for training the the gi and no support which is something that I think that and enough is okay for leaving a gym but like I said the people there have certain adoration towards him 
So the people at the gym, they were like, wow, you should be more grateful. Like, how dare you leave and stuff like that. So, like, I was always afraid of the reaction when I left. So that's, like, one of the reasons, like, why it took me so much to leave. Claudia, you did well to leave. Oh, give me a hug. I love you. I'm so happy I found you and I will <laughs> always, always support you. And all the people that I know in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world and outside the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world, they support you and they will understand you. No, I know all for a fact them. that a lot of people, because I, I know how people work and I know for a fact like... You just don't have to care about this. Yes, I think like, yeah. like as we were saying in the beginning, a lot of people don't have empathy. So I think like they should think, what if was my sister? What was yeah, my mother? My daughter. What if my was daughter. me? Like, yeah, because a lot of the people that judge me and badmouth me after leaving, they have daughters. And mm. I was, I just thought to myself, I was like, yeah, how you. would you feel if this happened to your daughter? Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing because this is what we have to do, all of us. We have to be united and we have to finally share all our stories. The day we stop all of this, you know, the day we, don't, we stop feeding them with all these secrets, with all this, you know, blaming ourselves, they just end their power, they're powerless. Because if everyone knows what they do, yeah, then, you I know, they, 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 their pedestal is the, broken. They become just normal, you know. The irony in yeah. this is that mm. I've always encouraged women to come out and speak out against... Because, unfortunately, that's something that happens a lot. Like, mm. I've, I've read lots of stories that girls training in academy where, like, the professor is mm. like, hey, do you, do you want me to take you back home? And then, you know, something like this happened where, you know some girls that actually you know being locked inside the gym and like forcefully actually strength like i heard lots of cases of girls like it's going terrible. through this and, and i've always you know told them like you it's should terrible. come out and speak yeah. against it i've always but it, i i've had, never had the strength to it, ta it takes come a lot out of courage and, like, yeah because like i told you like i've i've blamed i blame myself i still do a little bit because I I wasn't strong enough to voice but he shouldn't have done command. what he did he in the first that, that's, place that's the point you but know? I still blame myself for not being strong enough to voice um, you know a command to stop but um, I've, I've always like I always tell women like you should you know speak out against know, because like uh, if you don't um, he's going to keep doing it. Like the first time I said it, like I said, it took, two, it took me two years to tell the first person. And the first time I said it, I felt like a pressure relieving from my chest. And then I, I told like a few people and the more people I told, I felt lighter. Of course. The, 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 the so telling like, the truth was, it was just like It was just building up inside and it just came out. But I, I know for a fact that, you know, mm. it's going to be a big a big thing so i i'm not sure prepared for it but it's out now i'm proud of you i'm proud of you i'm proud of all the girls who finally find you know the courage to speak up never ever blame yourself claudia you are an amazing human being remember you have on your side all the good people 
all the good people yes. are on your side. Yeah, because bad, bad things happen when yeah. good people turn a blind eye. Exactly. So that's the big problem in the world. It's like bad yeah. people do a bad thing and then good exactly. people turn a blind eye and pretend exactly. they're not seeing it. Exactly, Claudia. So <sighs> you're not doing that. I'm not doing that. And there are millions of other people following you and supporting you. I promise you from the bottom of my heart. I promise you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, let's talk about the final five questions that I always uh, ask to everyone. So what the thing that people would never understand about you just by looking at you? I think that's like <laughs> it's somebody that doesn't know me if they look at me. I think I don't think they understand that I'm capable of yeah, breaking yeah. every bone in their body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Yeah, that's yeah, that's something I, I think, yeah, they probably wouldn't. <laughs> Which is your spirit animal? I I'm gonna go with cats because I love them so much. I know that. So <laughs> I, I love think, them as well. I think it it has to be a cat. <laughs> okay. If you would be a superhero, which one would be your superpower? My superpower? A power that I like or a power that I think I... Uh, both. I Tell me, what do you think? Uh, I think yeah. I would like to be able to turn back time. Hmm. Yes, because that's something that it goes in my mind a lot. The thing, well, the thing that I just told you, like, that's something yeah. if I definitely could turn sure. back time. Um, the fact that I started training jujitsu way too late, that's something that I've always, you know, daydreamed about. I know. Start training when I was four. And I think, yeah, turn back time. I know. And then, which is the meaning of life? I think the meaning of life is to live. A lot of people, they exist. Like, they exist, they pay bills, they have miserable jobs, they're unhappy, and then they die. I think the meaning of life is be happy and obviously sad because there's n you can't have one without the other. You can't just be happy if you don't know what sadness is. But I think in an overall, find what you love and do that as much as you can. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your story. Oh my God. I'm so and I will wait for you here again, okay? <sighs> Yes. So you will come here again to tell me what will happen after, you know, the story became public. Oh. And we will talk about this, we will talk about the petition, and I'm sure you will have only good news for us. I hope Give so. me a hug. Oh, I um, love you. <laughs> I love I you. Know. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you for watching Unleashed, The Game Changers. I hope you were touched and inspired by the words of Claudia and I hope you will help me share this content as much as you can and I hope you will support us and you will support and hear all the victims of abuse because this is a time for women to speak up but this is also the time for us to listen to them to understand them to feel them and to hear them please leave a comment share and stay tuned for the next episode